Hey guys, my name's Danfinity. I don't know what this is, I don't know how long I'll do it for, but all I know are two things. It's named Beardo, and you can save 10% off at advanced.gg by using my offer code Danfinity at checkout. did give them back to him so we were, we were doing one of those 12 man raids oh yeah 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 have you done one yet no i have not okay it's it's a stupid fun time uh <laughs> probably the most fun i've had in destiny in a long time and it's just so it's so dumb it's so dumb i'm just trying to imagine 12 destiny players talking all at the same time I just... Oh, I had to mute. <laughs> <laughs> no. And a lot of it was just chaos, like pure chaos. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, I forget what happened. Uh, somebody stole a ball from me during the DSC, uh, where, you, where you have to slam the nukes into the uh, little Yeti coolers. Mm-hmm. Someone stole a ball from me, and he started laughing about it. So I said, that's it. I'm going to actively work against the group. And I did. Uh, <laughs> I decide to cause problems on purpose. Yeah, exactly. And so I did that. And everybody thought it was funny. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we go in and we, we go in and we start doing the uh, we start doing the Tanix encounter. And everybody wants to run sweet business. Sweet business is fine. Um. However, I forgot that I had the suppressor augment. So the second we didn't one phase him with sweet business. And I had the suppressor augment deactivated. So when it came time to stand him, uh, I was unable to. Oh, no. And so that wiped the team. (laughs) 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 Which Which is kind of funny. Then he moved me out of he moved me out of the audio channel into another one, uh, so I stripped him of all of his powers, <laughs> and then continued to actively work against the group by pushing when we were doing damage by pushing people into the electric field. <laughs> Anyways, Grace, yes. how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you Good. for asking. Good. I'm glad that you decided to come on to the show. Um, you you you're a wonderful like creator wonderful person uh you're always sending like whenever like a milestone pops up you're very thoughtful and you always like are the first one to kind of like pop in and be like hey congratulations on that that (laughs) that does not go unnoticed thank you for that oh of course Um, yeah so we've known each other for a while uh i want to say that we first started getting to know each other through moon yeah, that makes sense because yeah. uh, Mu- Moon is a mutual friend of ours, and mm-hmm. um, I was still kind of a baby in the Destiny community when <laughs> <laughs> I still kind of am. But uh, when Guardian Con 2019 rolled around, and she saw that I wanted to go, and she was like, "Hey, we need another person for our room," and I was like, 
uh, yeah, made the split decision to plane ticket from Chicago to Orlando, went to Guardian Con, <laughs> and uh, afterwards, um, you asked me to be on a podcast for the first yeah. time ever, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's actually why I actually have a decent mic now, and I have been doing stuff, so Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Neat. Good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right. Well, for the for the folks at home who don't know you, maybe give a brief rundown of who you are and what you do on the internet. Okay. Uh. Yes. Hi. My name is Grace. Uh. In the Destiny community, or at least online, I, uh, on my personal account, I talk a lot about video games and I share a lot of my stories from uh being a middle school art teacher. Um, and I also have linked to that, uh, my art account. I'm a Destiny community artist, uh, who does a lot of Destiny art, and I also draw a lot of stuff revolving around Dungeons and & Dragons and my, uh, original characters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as of, like, the past couple of years, I've also been doing, uh, amateur voice acting for several projects, both Destiny-related and not Destiny-related. So, that's what I do now, <laughs> and that is what I do currently as well. So, yeah. Heck yeah. So, and you, you're a GM as well, right? Or yeah, you're I, a DM? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I play right. in two games. One is a live play, and we stream it on Sundays. And uh, I run my own game. And Moon's actually a player in it, too. So <laughs> <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. Let's see. I've, I've never, I still haven't played D&D. Never. Really? Still. Yeah. I think we talked about the, this the last time we recorded something. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And I was like, really? You haven't played yet? Yeah, uh, nope. But yeah. Still that. <laughs> it's a lot Still- to learn at first. It's like really intimidating because mm-hmm. the character sheets are super complex. But <laughs> you do it once and then you're like, man, this actually makes sense. And then Heck you get yeah. really hooked. And then next thing you know, you have like... 500 dice sets and all the source yeah. books and you that's play what I'm worried. <laughs> that's what i'm worried about i just upgraded this office and the last thing i need is like a, a whole bag of dice laying around Jenny <laughs> will definitely leave me oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> no i swear they're just rice they're just rice uh, rice rocks My, math rocks <laughs> yep mm. Yep. I've I've talked <laughs> a lot right. to students today. I've been around I, middle schoolers. So. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to be on the show this late at night. Oh, it's um, fine. Okay, so you 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 listened to the show beforehand, so you kind of know how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you a random question from the random question generator, uh, based on the number that you gave me earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good one. This is, I think this episode is going to be a little in depth. All right. Um, so the random question today, human history has been shown to be incredibly unreliable. With that in mind, how do you know which of your memories are genuine and which have been altered or made up? Oh, boy. We are living in a simulation, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> oh, God. That's I... the AI just getting too real with us right there. Yeah. Yeah. If it's... If this year, this past year wasn't proof of it, I don't know. Uh, that someone's playing Plague Incorporated and we're living yeah, in it? Or? They're, just, they're just pushing in little pegs. I'm <laughs> like, well, what does this do? What, is, what does this do? Oh, gosh. How will they react to this? That would be... Oh, boy. Insanity. It but is. Yeah. 
so how do you know which one of your memory do you have a memory that comes that comes to mind where you're not entirely sure if like it was made up or por- portions of it were made up um i don't know i'm someone i think that as like as i've grown up and gotten older and stuff i have held on to a lot of my childhood memories mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people have trouble remembering a lot of the like clear and distinct images and stuff from their their childhood and i i think my family moved around so much and we tried really hard to make that like normal and still have like some kind of normal semblance of doing activities and going places and trying to do vacations and stuff. And I don't know, I have a lot of very vivid and I still think accurate memories. Um, Mm -hmm. There's obviously things that my parents have told me that I can't clearly remember, but they're like, Oh yeah, you, you know, there's one that they always tell um, when we're talking about like our great grandparents and Mm -hmm. most of which, no, all of which actually have passed away at this point. And they always talk about my great grandpa and I vividly remember being like at his funeral. This is getting really deep, but, Mm -hmm. um, and my mom would always, uh, talk about like how I was running around and talking to people and like, you know, I don't clearly remember this, but like the one part of it I do remember was, um, for some reason, like I remember seeing, obviously I was very small going through like everybody's legs and going into a kitchen of some kind. Mm -hmm. And, I remember being in there and they were like, you're not supposed to be in here. That's what I remember. And then I was back out in like the front of wherever we were doing this. And, but they always said that I would go outside and just like look up. And it was either, I think my mom has said it was really weird that I would do this very often. But mm-hmm. um, it's stuff like that, you know. And I have a lot more. Uh, my, my dad is a kind of person who took uh, lots of videos and lots of pictures of anything and everything we did. So we have a lot of like digital digital memories, I guess, backed up. So yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I have a really good idea of all my memories. I think it starts to get kind of muddled together the more I get into like high school and college yeah. because, you know, that was wild, I guess. It's not in a bad way, but yeah. uh That's yeah, when you can start telling that's when you start telling your own story. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, and then you have all these when, like retellings. It's really, mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to think of like the earliest memory that I don't think was embellished of mine. Cause like, I'm somebody that like, you'll, I'll tell a story like a thousand times mm-hmm. and like get like a patter down with it. And then that's just what the story is in my memory. Right. And that may not be true. But um, I do remember this. My sister Becky had to. <sighs> now I'm unsure. My sister Becky had to babysit me uh, mm-hmm. because mom and dad had something going on. Um, she is 13 years my senior and she was in high school at the time. She was taking a night class and she brought me with her. And I remember I don't think I was behaving very well. Because I think she took me out into the hallway to talk to me, like, Mm -hmm. for a second. But then when she brought me back in, she, like, 
kept feeding me treats or whatever. <laughs> we we go out to the car. My dad had this like olive green Malibu old car. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what year, but it it just it looked like a yacht. Um, yeah, yeah. And she drove it over one of the one of the parking um blocks in the parking lot you know how they have those like cement blocks in front of parking spots so that you don't uh-huh. go too far forward she drove over that in the car and it caused all this ruckus and she got out and she checked the car and there was no problems that she saw she got back in and like she goes, we're not going to tell dad about this. <laughs> I said, okay. The first thing I did when I got home, Becky wrecked the car. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then she and I got in like a shouting match. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely happened with my siblings and I. Yeah. Yeah. How many siblings do you have again? Uh, I have two. I have a younger brother, younger sister. Mm. So. Mm. so you were the Becky. I no, uh, I would say <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. You speak about wrecking cars and siblings, and uh, there was one point where uh, I, I think I must have just gotten my license. I think I was sixteen, and mm-hmm. my brother and his friend were in the back seat, and I think I had to take them somewhere. I think I was like taking my brother's, like he was tagging along where I took his friend home, mm-hmm. and. They were distracting me and yelling and, and horsing around. And I was like, guys, I can't focus. I'm, you know, because I was new to driving, very scared and nervous. And <laughs> we had, it was like trash day or whatever. And yeah. this was, we lived in North Carolina at the time. And um, our driveway was super steep. And uh-huh. I was bef- age of, age before backup cameras too. So I was like <laughs> looking over my shoulder, trying to, trying to make sure I could avoid the trash can. Yeah. And then I, just break too break too late and like bump the trash can and it fell over and they were like oh you hit the trash can and I was like don't oh, tell no. and I'm a super emotional person and at the time I yeah. was super scared of like repercussions from her parents <laughs> and I was like don't tell mom I was like I didn't do it <laughs> and the trash can was fine car wasn't dented I barely like in all reality I barely bunsed the the trash can just like and it just went <laughs> boom and fell into the ground and i thought the world was gonna end oh, so of course. but and t- i'll tell you turner will never let me live that down if, if i start telling that story he'll be like oh yeah i remember that you totally destroyed it i'll be like no i didn't <laughs> but we have so many things so many stories from growing up that especially like people like mutual friends we knew growing up and mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff a lot of stories we love telling to like people who don't know us or don't know our family because you know like i've said we've lived in six different states you know it's Mm -hmm. so fun to tell the stories of uh places we've been and people we've met because there's a lot (laughs) so (laughs) but yeah so in that in that uh hitting the trash can story Mm -hmm. is there any part of that that you could possibly have embellished um now I think about it, it either the trash can was fine or I, I might have I feel like I cracked it too. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did do more damage. 
damage to the trash can that I thought I did. That's the one thing that my brother and I have always argued about with that story is that I either damaged it or I didn't. So, and again, traumatic experience for like a 16-year-old. So more than likely, you know, with trauma and memories, I probably did did like miss a detail. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's how they work. That's yeah. How they work. All right. Oh my gosh. Well, we're now on to the acronym game. Yes. This moves fast. Okay. I have picked four letters for you to pick acronyms for. Mm-hmm. They are D O R P. Dorp for short. <laughs> Dorp for short. Your job. Is to make as many acronyms in the next 30 seconds as possible with those four letters. Are you ready? Um, maybe. <laughs> Good, because the time starts now. Okay. Uh, dogs open rapid pigeons. Um, okay. Doors over uh, race. Uh, pigs. <laughs> um, okay. Drop. Uh, drop oranges. Really pretty. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's three. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 There you go. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, the final section of the show, where I ask you a meaningful question. I should, like, create, like, a thing to put on there, but I'm probably too lazy to do that. That's all right. It's, like, if it if it were, it would be, like, meaningful questions. And I don't know if I Some, should do that. Like, sparkles or something? Yeah, I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> probably not. Maybe. That's the only time that's ever going to be heard on this, on this show. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> so, with... With all your experiences in uh, in D and D, and DMing, mm-hmm. what has been the most important lesson that being a DM has taught you? That's affected y- your real life. Um. Well, it makes me think of. I have ran games for middle schoolers, right? Hmm. And that's what I did before everything happened, obviously. We're not using the word. But um, it really showed me that when you play that game and you go through like the character creation process, or at least you help people or students um, like create a character even, um, it becomes something really personal. Mm-hmm. Because especially like younger kids or even adults who are looking to you know escape into a fantasy world um it really is that it's a way for you to express yourself in a way that you wouldn't normal you know normally be able to do that in real life mm-hmm. um i have seen students that were the quietest most you know shut in uh people and in D they were able to create someone that represented who like they really were 
or at least they, mm-hmm. who they really felt they were. And they could explore a world that, you know, was just completely open to them. And I think, you know, on a personal note, it's it, it helps you kind of fi- find out who you are. Um, you really do learn things about yourself that, you know, you otherwise really wouldn't because some of those opportunities don't present themselves in like a real, you know, non-fictional setting. Mm-hmm. So I think really just to boil it all down, it has helped me be more comfortable with who I am. It has helped me personally come out of my shell, mm-hmm. be more confident in my creations and sharing those with people. And I think uh, just being less afraid to um, like just share parts and bits of me that uh, I, you know, growing up, you, you just don't get the chance to because mm-hmm. for whatever, for whatever reason. So, but uh yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of th- good things that come out of not just running your own game, but just those sorts of scenarios. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what's been what's been one of your favorite things to create in D anD D? Um, I have a lot of backup characters for games that I probably will never ever get to play. But <laughs> the the current campaign I'm actually playing in. Um, one of them has been going on for two years and I think I actually brought this up to my friend last week. Um, my current PC player character, uh, Armir, he was someone I made before I was out and Mm -hmm. there were, there are characteristics that I put, you know, of myself into him and that, like I said before, that really helped me feel comfortable doing so and... I found out a lot about myself, and mm-hmm. um, honestly, he's one of the fa- my, my most favorite things that has come out of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> because I don't know he's just a very deeply personal character, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, 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 cool.